Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Desert Dirt Biker Podcast with your hosts, Corndog and Eric. Welcome to the Desert Dirt Biker Podcast. This is episode 78, December 7th, 2022. I'm your co-host, Corndog, sitting here in studio with our other co-host, Buddy. It's Eric. good to be back in studio, guys. Sitting with sitting across from Corndog here. I haven't seen him in like two months. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, sorry we've been gone. We've been living life, I guess. Yeah, life got, life got crazy and... Uh, we both had things going in different directions, and we, so we just took a quick break, a little pause, but we're back. We're back. I've literally only slept in my bed six times since July 4th. I've been out and about playing. Yep, yep. True <laughs> gypsy. <laughs> Living life in the moto van and hanging out with friends and family. It's cool. It's fun. So I hope we don't forget how to do this. We're probably going to be stumbling over words. We do not. We do not, we do not have a guest tonight, so we're just going to try to play catch up and regroup, talk about a couple things that's been going on in the past, and maybe some things coming up in the future. Um, I know, I hope everybody had a good Veterans Day and a good Thanksgiving, so we haven't been on the air since then, and hope you all are ready for Christmas and the holidays you celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Good um, good time of year. Good season. Everybody's wrapping up championships, wrapping up race seasons, regrouping, get a little break for for next year and it'll be here before you know it. So yeah. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to a little bit of break before we jump into next season and go full here. bore. But I know I'm Jones and to get on the bike it's been like 3 months. Got hit by that drunk driver and been off the bike and yeah, you know, that's tough. I'm jonesing. So don't drink and drive, folks. Yeah. It ruins people's uh, opportunities to live life to the fullest. Yeah. Been hitting the chiropractor a couple well, times a week. Glad you're doing doing all right, huh? Looks like yeah. you're doing good. Yep. Yep. So, uh, what else we got? Um, I want to shout out to my brother Brian back. He lives in Georgia, but he's been racing a series out there, Sorks. I forgot what it stands for. I know we've talked about them in the past, but uh, I guess they had a muddy, muddy, muddy race this last weekend. And he's racing a 250 FX, I believe, or an F. Yeah, just the F, Yamaha. Uh, ended up getting second, second place. Got a bad start, his bike stalled. And there was like three organizations at this race. And so the line he started on, he said there was like 60 or 70 people. When you race back there, it's I guess it's like single track, muddy in the trees. So there is no opportunity to pass. But uh, he passed a lot of people. And time-wise, he was running first in class and out of his line. But he's got a stock tank and had to stop for fuel. So I think he got beat by 12 seconds. Dang. And I know we've talked about that in the past, tips of the show about pit times or not pitting at all. So yeah. he's actually in a market to get a desert tank. But I think with that second 
because their series starts kind of in the middle of the year or a couple months ago. So I think he's sitting first in points. Cool. So pretty cool. Good, good job, dude. Yeah. So he keeps awesome. begging me to come out there and race one of those, and that's going to be a whole different ball game, but it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, you need to do it. It'd be, it'd be pretty epic. The conditions are so much different. I don't have a lot of experience out on the East Coast, but, uh, you know, I've ridden in Missouri and Oklahoma, and, yeah, the dirt's just different out there. It's and it's tight, and he says hardly anybody rides 450s. <laughs> he goes, there's so many people that run out and buy 450s, and then they try to race them, and then he said they're for sale the next week. Just What are they riding out there, like two strokes or just um, two 350s? Strokes or and 350s 300s, or 350s, uh, the 254 strokes. Yeah, some more nimble bike, easier to maneuver through that stuff. My brother's got a YZ125 two-stroke. And he came across his deal and picked up this 254 stroke. And it's his first four stroke he's ever had. Hmm. And he's getting used to it. He's liking it. It's just a whole different ball game. What what model? It's a Yamaha. Nice. Got a smoking deal on that. So nice. Um, he's actually in the market for another bike. Wants to come out here and buy a bike maybe and then we're gonna drive back home or back to his home. So we'll see what happens. Cool. When he comes out here, he wants to go riding. So we what's he looking for? What what kind of bike? Um, Yamaha maybe. Yeah, he's a Yamaha guy. Another four stroke or? Not sure. Um, he's not sure. Yeah. He, he likes his two strokes. He's pretty. He kicks butt on a two stroke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> suits him well. Fast. Well, cool. Anyways, I guess we could talk about the um, Scott Harden and Johnny Campbell event coming up this weekend. The second annual Handstands 100 at Baja... I don't know how to say it. Borrego. Baja Borrego. Borrego. Dual sport ride down in Southern California. So I was hoping to be there because I was at their deal a couple months ago, their, their uh, awards get together thing and that was phenomenal it was it was so cool so um yeah i'm not gonna make it this weekend but i was really hoping to yeah yeah it sounds like it'll be a fun really good ride but uh also i think this weekend i think it's the kurt caselli um is that this weekend or was it last week it's the 10th I, was, I thought I saw somebody post about. So they, I know they did a day in the dirt at Glen Helen. Um, hmm. I don't know because they were supposed to give a bike away, and it said on the Instagram post it said the bike will be given away live at the event on the tenth. So that's what that's what I was going off of. They may have they may have done it last week, but. Um, maybe I saw I could, somebody's social media post saying they were getting ready to go or something. Maybe, yeah. Well, I, I looked on their page earlier um, and didn't see the results of who won that thing yet, so that's why I was looking. The Day in the Dirt? No, the Kirk Caselli. Is it just a ride or is it actual race? No, it's not a race. Just kind of a parading around the track at good times. I, I know I want to hit that one one time. Yeah, he was a phenomenal. Yeah, guy. it's just his like memorial, um, get memorial together. get together. Yeah, 
the Kirk Caselli Foundation um, puts it on, I think. But a lot of a lot of giveaways, a lot of prizes, a lot of a lot of writers, big names, up and comers. It sounds and seems like it's a phenomenal event. So that is on my bucket list to attend that at one time. Yeah, same. Same. Eric's working his thumbs. He's looking up. Yeah, the I'm info looking on it, it up here because I didn't do my homework. But uh, <laughs> we can jump back to that. Now it says it was tenth annual. It was on December third, so you're right. It was last weekend. Okay. Cool. So, so maybe we'll hit it next year. So I don't know. I, I'm curious as to who who they gave the bike away to. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll, we'll have to look that up. Yeah. Awesome. Speaking of giving bikes away, um, we had um, Scott Robineau on the on the show a couple months ago. Anyway, he was talking about, or they did an organization, their bike raffle giveaway um, to help build trails for the dirt bikers. So it was... Uh, the five dollars a foot raffle and uh so they had a drawing that ended november 22nd and they drew a winner for that bike and that package chris walters and the guy's phenomenal he ended up giving it back and told them to draw again so i don't believe they've drawn a winner yet so there's still chances because i bought tickets so hmm. the bike is mine <laughs> I hope you win it. <laughs> anyway, they they raised almost $73,000 to build trails and man, that is that is so phenomenal for us off-roaders. So good job guys up there doing that. Yeah, super cool. Um I did find the they gave the bike away to Michael Reed nice. from F- Fruta, Colorado. For the Caselli. Yeah, the, the Caselli bike. Yep, the Caselli bike. Cool. Um, so that's cool. Again, that donations for, for that go to the Kirk Caselli Foundation, which is used to um, promote safety and off-roading and really, really cool stuff. They give some some uh, scholarships to kids for education and different different cool stuff. So anyway, um, what else is going on? Oh, I've been working on the Ground Shakers race, the 2023 seventh annual casey folks race which is also going to be my 20th year putting on ground shakers races mine and our treasurer rob holtfredder uh, we started the same year so 20 years ago or 20 or 20 seasons ago i guess you'd say so uh got some things in the work we're maybe trying to do something a little different than i have not seen done in quite some time and actually my time around Moran, I think I've only seen it done once. So it's going to be something similar to that. And once we decide on that, we will let the cat out of the bag. But uh, it could be a fun event. That is May 6, 2023. Put that one on your calendar, guys. It's going to be yeah. a good time. Come uh, come out, see me and Corn Dog. Come race our race. Um, it'll be fun. I will tell you that it's the same location as this last year. So, with that being said, last year's race was phenomenal from what I hear. Everything was smooth. Everybody loved it. Uh, I'm actually going to go and try to see BLM tomorrow, I believe, and 
do all the paperwork and maps and everything. Cool. Yep. Uh, I know it's the end of the season for all the all the the organizations. Snore or score, I mean, Best in the Desert, Works, Moran, SRA, uh, everything we ride and talk about. Yep. Yeah, lots of banquets happening and championships won. So I got kind of pulled out of that couple points chases because a truck driver. So I haven't been on the bike. Didn't mm. get to finish up my season. So I'll try to hit it next year. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, that car's coming up here in a couple weeks. Yeah, it is. So About a month away. We got that car will be. Sending it. Yeah, they do it like right over New Year's or Christmas or, or right after. It's the... just, yeah, the first week of the new year, first yeah. week of January, I think it starts. Pretty so. excited about that and cheering our American team on. We got some good names over there. Um, I think there might be more, but um, Ricky Brabeck, Skylar Howes, Mason Klein, Jacob Augiebright. Um, so it'll be Jacob's first time. We had him on the show a while ago, and we've had all these guys on the show except for Ricky Brayback. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Every one of those guys, you know, could land a top five or top ten yeah. spot easy. So, really cool to see some big U.S. names over there. Um, there's several other uh, guys from the U.S. that'll also be competing in the other classes. Um, so there's. It's pretty cool to see, you know, the the traction that the the U.S. is getting over there in the Dakar and um, making us proud, man. They're they're doing really well. Yeah. So, well, I got um, I got a I got a question for you. Story time. Oh no. He was going to put me on the spot. So, I so, no so Corndog has no idea what I'm about to ask him. But um, I was told by another source that um, that I needed to ask you about the Virginia City Grand Prix when you drew very first start off the line. That was not me. Really? That was not me. I know about it. I know who it is. Okay. I've never been to the Virginia I was told City. I was told that you drew first gate draw at Virginia City Grand Prix. Grand Prix in. I have never raced the Virginia no? City Grand Prix. Okay. It was Todd Parker. Oh, okay. So, okay. Which lives he's a local guy down here a friend of ours. <laughs> have you heard that story? Yeah. Oh, all the time. Uh, it's got he's got the newspaper print or whatever. He's right on the front line with the number 1. <laughs> and he was an amateur writer. Yeah. And I don't know how it happened, but he called him up and he doesn't. He's not computer savvy, yeah. so I guess he called up somebody and said, "Hey, I'm having trouble getting numbers registered." And they said, "Okay, here's your number," and it was the number one. Wow! <laughs> so he started wow. on the front line. So yeah, I know Todd Parker as well, but um, I wish that would have been me. That so been my cool source story. was a little off, but anyway, yeah, that's pretty funny. I was gonna get the uh, get the load on uh, get lowdown on how that went, but Virginia City's on my bucket list as well. So all right. Um, we were actually going to race it a couple years ago, but pandemic and they canceled it or whatever. So, yeah, it seems like it, their date always lands on something else that I'm racing. 
it overlaps on a lot of yeah games. that's kind of how i've i've been i've wanted to go do it as well and just haven't made it for conflict of other stuff busy time of year whatnot but um i guess also we'll drop um some of the teams for next year ktm factory announced their off-road team for next year um they're bringing back Ben Kelly, who races the National Enduro Series and some other Enduros. And then Taylor Robert, Heron Hound, and uh, not sure what else he is going to race this year, but he's coming back off an injury. Um, and uh, seems like he's doing pretty well now, but Taylor. It, it took him a while. Yeah. He's the one that had the big yeah, stomach, stomach issues and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, but anyway, it seems like he's doing better. And then... Um, Dante Oliveira races the NGPC Big Six, and I think he also works. Um, and then Tristan Hart uh, lining up for Enduro Cross and some other Enduro stuff. So um, those guys are coming back. And then new to the team was Johnny Garor, uh, GNCC racer, and Mateo Oliveira. And we've had him on the show, um, and he's been racing the Works series as well. So. Congrats to those guys uh, with the KTM team. Going to represent in the off-road world. And then for the Husqvarna lineup, you got Craig DeLong, who's racing the GNCC stuff for Husky. Um, Got Trevor Bollinger, Bollinger, I guess is how you'd say that. And um, he's also a GNCC racer. And then uh, Ryder LeBlonde. And he races uh, Enduro Cross, Enduro Cross stuff. And I think maybe National Enduro as well. Um, Colton Haker, who's doing the Enduro Cross series as well. And five, t- I think five-time champ, dude's this animal. And then uh, Dalton Shirey, the current national hare and hound champ. Um, that dude's unbelievable in the desert. And then uh, last but not least, Austin Walton um, rounds it out for the Husky guys. So super cool. Congrats to those guys. Like to give some shout out to the off-road pros that are you know making the make, move making it happen yeah so awesome and austin i think uh races the work series and uh, i think he went to the isde and stuff so super cool congrats to those guys and uh keep hauling the mail heck yeah um another race coming up i don't i don't know cement 400 i know registration opened up a, a week ago so if you want to race that uh, um, registration's open. I haven't decided if I was going to do it again this coming year or not. I don't know. Is it the Mint 400 or the Mint 150 this year? <laughs> Mint 400. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, that was a few years ago. Um, big improvements. Moran took it over as far as the dirt bike track, marking it, staging it, running the checkpoints. So it's been a lot different, a lot better than what we experienced or what you experienced back when you raced it that's good so it you need, need to make a comedes, comeback it, need, it needed some help 
So that's good. I hear that. Well, I probably shouldn't even say same course as last year. <laughs> nice. So wide open. Nice. And I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they were talking about a few months ago. Hmm. Uh, All right. Anyway, so that's open. Uh, what else were we going to talk about? been talking to Trent Sandoval the last couple weeks a few times and cannot let anything out of the bag but working on some big stuff coming up and uh, got our fingers crossed so kind of cool something to something to hopefully bring in a, a good high profile guest on the show yes we're working on something <laughs> which anyway yeah it was close at one time <laughs> um what else man man this is kind of kind of crazy not having a guest and not i'm sure there's a whole bunch we could talk about we i just been out of the game just doing stuff yeah you've been busy halloween and busy scaring people yeah do that a little bit um well I can give you an update on Mexico. Yeah, let's uh talk about so your we Yeah, I had a a deal lined up to hopefully go ride for the three hundred X Yamaha Baja bound guys, Greg over there. Um and due to unforeseen circumstances they had to pull their entry, so last last minute and about a week before we went down so i made the decision just to go down anyway and go play go play go pre-run just hang, hang out. out in mexico eat tacos relax yeah, find somebody to pit with just ride down pit. the beach whatever yep help somebody out if they needed help watch the race and then come home so just went down winging it have a good time we i already had rooms booked so that was easy and then, um, so I got down there Monday, got in there Monday night into Ensenada and got a phone call from Mexican buddy that I got down there in San Catin. And he calls me and says, Hey, I got another buddy down here that is racing and he needs some help pre-running. His section is the summit. He needs to pre-run the summit, but you can't do that alone. The summit's super... Super remote, and it's too far to ride all the way over and then ride your bike all the way back around to where we drop you off. So he needed somebody to, to drive the truck around and pick him up. So I, I said, yeah, we'll help him. So we made a quick plan that night. The next morning we got up and went to pre-run. And um, I had my, my buddy, Trevin Perkins, who... This is my chase driver and goes down there with me quite often and so i had him with me and he had his bike we had you know we both had bikes and we're planning on just hanging out riding shooting videos and stuff and so i says trevin why don't you why don't you ride the summit i've done it before i've seen it it's, it's not something you need to see twice <laughs> it is it, honestly i don't know if you can find a worse road anywhere in the mm. world anywhere and uh so He's like, oh yeah, sure, I'll I'll ride it, you know. So, Trevin's a good rider. Him and him and Eric Kirby, the kid we were helping, take off, and I drop him off, kind of line him out. So let me let me go back a little bit. So when I get, when I ride in Baja, 
Um, I've got a couple rules. You know, you always have some pesos in your fanny pack. You always have a lighter on you and some snacks in your bag. And you always wear a vest down there. Because during the day, it's hot. might be hot, but during the night, it gets really cold. So just in case something happens, you get stranded, you got a lighter, you can start a fire, and you got a jacket, you're not going to freeze to death. So... So I um, tell Trevin, hey, throw the vest on. Uh, It's got zip-off sleeves, so the sleeves go in the little pouch in the back. And then if it gets cold in the middle of the evening, you zip the sleeves on. So I says, take the vest and make sure you got food in your fanny pack. You got water. You got a lighter. You got all that. He's got a flashlight. So I'm like, all right, you're you're squared away. Good luck. (laughs) So... The other, my other rule in Baja is you don't take a half half prepped bike down there. You gotta you gotta be prepared. Your bike needs to be dialed away, squared away, basically a, a race prep bike to pre run down there. You don't take junk down there. Or you're gonna end up with problems. So and and I learned this the hard way. So don't I'm not preaching. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm teaching from experience. Um, so anyway, uh, Eric, the other rider, he's like, oh, you think I should wear my vest? And I was like, yes, put your vest on. You always wear a vest in Baja. Kind of kind of preaching to him there. I was like, you you always wear your vest, you know, like just put it on. Cause he, he didn't want to wear it. It was, it was warm, and I get it. But um, anyway, so he reluctantly put it on and sent them on their way and uh, figured, all right, Good riders, they ought to be around to the pickup spot in about three hours. You know, three hours if they put in a good pace. Give them an hour buffer if if something happens or they're you know looking at lines and stuff. So I was like, you know, max four hours, but they should be to me by three. If they're not to me by four hours, then I'll start asking around. And anyway, so I I drive around to. Uh, the most north part of the track on highway highway five which is the mexicali highway comes down to san felipe and up by la La ventana and the diablo dry lake bed so i pull off there where i'm supposed to wait for him pick him up and i'm sitting there just twiddling my thumbs hanging out and this dude rolls up in a white tacoma parks next to me and he walks over and starts chatting with me and kind of find out we're waiting for the same guy he was the team manager for the 217x sportsman team that this kid was riding for so i said oh yeah we're helping him with his pre-run they should be here by you know one o'clock and he's like all right cool so he, he sits down and starts hanging out and chatting and five minutes into the conversation of meeting this guy i've got an offer to ride a section for their team and I'm like, this this is strange, you know, like who just offers a stranger a chance to ride for the team and wow. ride a section? So I'm like, well, uh, at first I was like, well, I'm not trying to like, you know, squeeze in, squeeze on, in your on your team, you know. I just, um, I was like, I'll ride for you. I'll do a section if you need me to. And he says, well, here's the deal. He's like, we lost four riders in the last week to injury. Holy cow. And so he's like, we got a couple holes. And if you want to ride, I'll put you on a section. So at that point, I wasn't going to turn down an opportunity to race a Baja 1000, a Baja 1000 on a 
on a team on a you know on a gas gas 300 two stroke in mexico so i i uh, accepted the offer and he's uh, he's kind of we talked about sections and anyway ultimately i ended up with a plan to ride mike sky ranch um goes up over it's a crossover from highway three to highway one so uh anyway so we chatted up for a little bit and then pretty soon it's one o'clock and our guys aren't there it's 1 30 and the guys that dumped in with our guys start trickling along and our guys weren't coming so i started asking around hey you seen a ktm and a and a yamaha and they go oh yeah the yamaha was broke down on the top of the summit up in the rocky nasty stuff and i'm like oh great and i was like the rider's okay he's like yeah he gave us a thumbs up said that the bike was giving them problems, but they were going to let it cool off. And I was like, okay, well, maybe a clutch overheated. And it's just, you know, Yamahas are known for hmm. for the clutches. <clears throat> when when the clutch overheats, the bike doesn't like to run too good. So I was like, all right, we'll, we'll wait. So then pretty soon another hour goes by, and here comes a UTV crew, and they pull in. They're like, hey, your guys broke down in there. Sent the, you know, told us to stop by and let you know. I was like, okay, yeah we're at you know anyway they give us details and like okay so we wait another hour like well maybe they can get it fixed or get something going you know um they told us the ktm was still running everything was good with him he was just waiting for the the yamaha dude they're together so all right well another hour goes by and i'm like dude and dustin the the kid in the tacoma he's getting kind of antsy he's like man maybe we better put together a plan to go in and get them he's like i've i've done two rescue missions in this in the summit already this year of his other teammates prior at like the 500 and the 400 so he's like yeah i know how to get right in there and i know you know our way in to get them so we devise a plan and we start heading in there and by the time we get almost in there it's like getting dark the sun's going down and here comes this motorcycle so we pull off and we're waiting and sure enough it, it's kirby eric the kid that was supposed to be with trevin so he's riding out no headlamp no light no helmet light and it's getting like dust dark, dark. and he's still got like 35 40 miles to go so we pulled we flagged him over gave him a headlight told him where the keys were at to the van and then we continued in to get Trevin rescue him so anyway long story short because this this is could go on but long story short we ultimately get in there we we get like 90 percent of the way in there and then we decide to unload my bike and i was going to ride into him so i offload and i ride in there by this time it's dark and uh and i pull up on him he's got a big fire going he's out there just He's cold. He's already pushed the bike like four miles trying to get it down into the wash, and he's only about halfway. Mm. And, I mean, this road, you guys, from the wash in is just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like, there's no reason or rhyme or reason why there would be a road this terrible and this rough anywhere in the world. I mean, it's it's <laughs> horrible. Oh, so man. I'm, like, bouncing through, bounce pounding through there. I finally get to him, and he's got his fire going. He's hanging out, and, man, he's happy to see me. 
And at this point, it was like, it gets dark at like 445 mm. down there on the coast, you know, down in the coastal. So um, it's probably, it's like 7 o'clock when I get to him. So I get to him and I'm like, hey, buddy, what's up? You know, you doing all right? He's like, yeah. I said, so are you happy you brought a vest? Yeah. Because it was cold by this point. It was cold, like really cold. And I was like, yeah. I was like, all right, well, I was like, I'm not sure we can get the Tacoma this far in. So we got two options, three options. We can try to tow you out, but it's the middle of the dark. He doesn't have a a bike light on his bike. I do, but he doesn't. So towing somebody in the dark that can't see is just recipe for disaster. So we dismissed that pretty quick. And I said, option two, we can leave the bike and ride out double. But the problem is it took us, you know, three hours to get to where we're at. So to leave it and go home doesn't make sense because then you got to pound back in there for another three hours to get the bike anyway. Right. So I was like, kind of dismissed that pretty quick too. I was like, that's not really a good option. So I was like, option three, dude, you're going to have to push another. So I told him it was only two miles to the wash. Really, it was like four and a half or five miles to the wash, <laughs> dude. But I, but I couldn't. I knew if I told him it was four miles, I'd break his spirit, right? So I'm like, dude, it's only like two miles to the wash. You just, you got to push a little bit more. And I was like, I'll ride back and get the truck, and we'll bring it for this. You know, we'll bring it further in. I was like, but this is gonna take a while. So he's like, all right. He goes, well, man, what time is it? He's like, it's got to be like eleven or twelve o'clock, huh? Like midnight. He was thinking it was that late. Dude, when the sun goes down out there and you're in the middle of Baja, a time warp happens. Legit, a time warp happens. And, like, time just seems like it flows by, but it it goes, like, super slow, right? So he's thinking it's midnight or something. He's thinking he's been out all night already because he's alone in the middle of Mexican desert. And it's, like, 7 p.m., right? So, anyway, pretty funny, but... Long story short, we get the we get the truck to him. He pushed like maybe another mile, um, and I feel bad because it was like too kind of uphill through the rocks, nasty. Like this poor kid. Luckily, the Tacoma was set up really well for recovery and stuff. And luckily, we found this this kid because the moto van wasn't going in there. I can tell you that right now, dude. <laughs> there was no Yamaha recovery happening uh. if. We only had the moto van, not not even not even feasible. So, um, anyway, long story short, we got him out. It was one o'clock by the time we went to bed in San Felipe, and uh, we were supposed to be in Ensenada the next morning at like eight o'clock to meet the team to do registration. That got pushed back to about noon. And anyway, it all worked out. But uh, another good Baja story for. So, what was wrong with the bike? Pretty sure, pretty sure it was a fuel pump. The bike just didn't want to stay running. We we got it started a few times I, when I'd lay it on its side to clear it out and then um, lift it back up. It seemed like it helped. It would start again, but then it just wouldn't stay running. I think fuel pump um, filter inside the tank. That's my guess. But to be honest, um, that was almost a month ago that we went down there and. Up until two days ago, the the Yamaha was still in the van. <laughs> Trevin didn't even want to see that bike for another 
<laughs> Another while he pushed it so far. He's like, dude, I don't even want to see that thing. So there's a Yamaha, a, a slightly used Yamaha for sale soon. If anybody's in the market for a 2017 Yamaha, slightly used. Um, pretty sure it's only a fuel pump issue, but it could just be the filter in the tank or something. Something along those lines. Uh, we'll get it going again. But anyway, yeah, it was a fun trip. Good time. Got down to race day and uh, I pre ran my section one time, rode over mics, checked it out, picked some lines, and then on race day just nailed it. Had a had a really fun time on the, the Gas Gas 300. So we raced a Gas Gas 300, two stroke, 2022 TPI. Um, still had the oil injection on the bike. Was The bike honestly was mostly stock. Um, it had a recluse clutch had some uh had an exhaust it had a stabilizer and uh the Baja Designs light and that was just one single amber Baja Designs light and that's what we ran um the bike ran really good it was strong strong motor felt felt really nice um yeah it was fun to race a two stroke again haven't done that in in a while hmm. and cool. yeah it was it was fun it was cool how'd you guys end up placing and stuff so the the team had finished like third or fourth all season long just consistent um and they were in the points lead for the championship so the team manager basically just said look guys uh we just want to finish clean we want a good clean finish. Don't drop the bike, and um, let's just go seal the deal, right? So he asked for a dead last start. I don't know what the reasoning was there. Uh, I don't agree with that, but he asked for a dead last start. So we were 14th out of 14 sportsman teams. Wow. And I think there was two or three quads behind us. So we were dead last uh, off the bikes. And we finished fourth sportsman um, after everything settled. Um, truth be told, I didn't take it easy in my section. <laughs> pushed, I pushed that thing pretty hard. Uh, it was it was fun, though. Uh, I had to test it out, see what it could do. So, um, But, no, yeah, we had a good run. Cool. Finished, finished clean, no problems. Uh, so did they get win the championship then? For yeah, them? yeah. So the, the the sports and bike Dustin Davis the two one seven X ended up winning the championship in the sportsman class and got the uh, the award for finishing every mile of every race this season. So nice. that's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty pretty respectable for Baja. It's on a two stroke. On a two stroke. So a lot nice. of people say you can't race a, a two stroke in Baja. Uh, we did it Just so did that's it. pretty yeah. cool yeah sweet that's awesome yeah i was gonna i was texting you when you were down there i was i almost headed that way but chickened out i thought you were getting man i was i was hoping you'd come down but sounds like i'm working on some stuff sounds like there may be opportunity for next year cool i got some I'm cool some cool stuff in the works if it pans out so cool yeah, I'd never been down there. I was by myself. It would have been a rush little deal to get down there. I kind of 
Yeah, for your first time, it's a little bit nerve wracking to yeah. to just try and come down by yourself. But uh, yeah, put it on the calendar for next year if we can. Heck yeah, pull it off. We'll make sure you get the the full Baja experience. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't want to end up in juvie like uh, Dave Pearson. <laughs> no, no, don't bring any bullets or guns or ammo or drugs, drugs alcohol, or anything whatever. stupid. Yeah, don't be stupid. Yeah, yeah. Use your head. That's what it comes down to. Anyway, um, ate lots of tacos in Valley Tea. If you ever go to Baja, you got to hit the taco stand and. Valle de Trinidad, Valley Tea. Um, typically, it's kind of between Ensenada and San Felipe, so you usually get to hit it no matter what. Cool. But, uh, sweet. Great time. Still on the bucket list. Maybe 2023 is the year. 23 is a good number. 23 is a good number, and I think 23 is going to be a good year. It's yeah. it's already shaping up to be. So. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, heck, I hope we've kind of covered everything to get back on track. Maybe we can carry on. Yeah, a little tip of the wise. We did have – so the only issue we had in my pit, and we'll just, this will be the tip of the show, but – um, the only issue we had in our in the pit where I got on was um, a spoke that had backed completely off, and it had caused a couple others to start loosening up. So had we not caught that, that would have been a major uh, issue, possible failure. There were some other teams that lost wheels and spokes. Uh, I think the 4X team had a, a pretty big failure with one of their wheels. But, um, and again, it could be several reasons. I'm not saying they did anything wrong. But uh, check your spokes. Tighten your spokes. I recommend, I highly recommend getting a spoke torque wrench. Um, I use the Tusk spoke torque wrench. There's several companies that make them. But get you a spoke torque wrench. Set it at 44 44 inch pounds. um, Or look at your manual and go off of that. But um, I torque mine to that spec. And then wire tie your spokes uh, zip tie or a wire tie keeps the where they cross right yep cross where the two cross you're just going to zip tie the two together yeah don't don't just put zip ties on each individual <laughs> spoke so yeah let's let's clarify so what you're doing is you're you're wire tying or zip tying those two spokes together where they cross and it keeps if one does loosen up or starts to back off it keeps the other ones from from getting loose and it also keeps them from coming apart when, if they do back off and sending mm-hmm. a spoke through your foot, through your foot or your boot or something. But um, <clears throat> if done right, usually it'll keep some tension on that and keep them from backing off. So there's your tip of the show: wire tie your spokes. Sweet. Yeah. Well, we got to give before we close up to. Real quick, we got to give a shout out to Taco Moto Company. Those guys are doing some amazing stuff. Awesome videos on YouTube. Awesome products. Um, their 3,000 hour fuel pump. I read some stuff that the uh, the 10X bike, the one 
the team that won the 1X plate this year. Those guys are running the, the 3,000-hour Takamoto fuel pump on their bike and uh, didn't have any fuel pump issues. They had some other issues, but it wasn't related to the fuel pump. And if you ride a KTM or Husky, you know that that is a failure point. Um, and if you don't know, now you know. But hmm. that's one of the things in Baja that we've seen fail often is the stock OEM fuel pumps. Usually, to be honest, I think it's a lack of maintenance and not necessarily a fuel pump's fault. People just try to run them too far too long before they change them out. So um, do the maintenance inside your tank. Okay, the fuel pump, the fuel filter inside the tank, that's even more critical on the KTMs and Huskies than the little white filter that's in line. The little filter in line is just a secondary filter that catches anything before it goes into your fuel injection, um, the injector itself, and eventually into the motor. So the more crucial, crucial filter is the one inside the tank and most often goes neglected. So check that out. But yeah, check the guys out at Taco Moto Company. They're doing just, they got all kinds of really cool stuff for, for off-road bikes. Not just KTMs. They got some stuff for the Honda L. They got stuff for other bikes. But check them out, tacomoto.co, tacomoto.co, and uh, go hit them up on their website. They're doing some amazing stuff for us here at the podcast, at the Desert Dirt Biker Podcast to keep us running. And so we got to give a huge shout-out to Mike and the guys over there. Thank you so much. Heck yeah. Thanks. Um, another thing I just remembered, uh, upcoming event, the Nevada 200 trail ride that Eric and I are on staff with them. You're going to be on staff again in 23? Yeah. Yep. We yeah. just got, got emailed email. from Scott. Scott and that's in the works of planning and op the entries have opened up already. So yep. if you want to attend that, go check it out on Harden, Harden Offroad, HardenOffroad.com or whatever yep. it is. Yeah. But, uh. Dude, if you haven't, or been the to Nevada this, 200 trail ride like social media pages, right. he's got them on there too. You, there's links to to go that way. So, go it's, sign up and come come hang out with us there too. It's a great weekend. It's such a phenomenal. What's that word? Um, experience. I mean, experience. It, it truly is an experience. Yeah, Scott Scott's done a phenomenal job of putting together an awesome experience with just great trails. Yeah, and it's uh, our hometown. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we're partial to it, but but yeah, just the people, the activities, the bench racing, just there's nothing camaraderie. Like it. Yeah, it's nothing like it. It is. It's cool. So we'll be doing some live shows probably there, do a live podcast or something. So yeah, if you do make it, come come see us, come chat it up. We'll do a little. If you're a, if you're a listener, let us know. We'll maybe even get you on the show yeah cool so. so speaking of our show throw out a little numbers here we we haven't had a show in a month or two it's been a while but our listeners listening numbers have grown it's just blowing me away we've we're over 26,000 people have hit the play button and People in 41 countries have listened to our podcast. It kind of shows us our little statistics. But man, that just blows me away. And we can't thank you guys enough for for listening, push and play. Yeah, yeah it just goes to show how 
how much we all love the sport, how much we all love off-road, bikes. Uh, but, yeah, thank you. Thank you all for listening and, and subscribing. Subscribe to our uh, podcast on Spotify or whatever your main listening Apple, channel is, Apple Podcasts, yeah. all of it. But uh, Yeah, we're available everywhere. You can also uh, check us out on our TikTok. It's growing like crazy, too. And here eventually we're going to try to do a, a TikTok live while we're doing our podcast. I know a lot of people don't do the whole TikTok thing. TikTok thing. TikTok thing. But uh, <laughs> playing around with it a little bit. It's amazing how many TikToks revolved around the dirt bike. Just Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, thank you for that. Uh, if you guys have questions, comments, suggestions, email us at desert dirt, the desert dirt biker at gmail.com or check out our Facebook page, Katie Eric, or as well our Instagram. So hope to hear from you guys. The feedback we do get back is awesome. And, uh, yeah, we love hearing from you guys and just the interaction. We, we really do enjoy it. So hopefully you guys will hit us up and hopefully we can help, but share us with your friends and family. Yep. (laughs) Um, anyways, so, Hopefully we can uh, get on here before the end of the year. If not, if not, drop the mic. Um, hope everybody has a good Christmas and a new year. Good new year. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Hope you get everything you want from Santa, <laughs> and uh, have a blessed season, guys. Get out and ride. If it's not too cold in your region, and if it is, stay in shape. Again. Yeah, I, I guess we can call it. All right. So, well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for pushing the play button. And uh, until next time. Until next time. Thanks, Eric. Later, guys. Yep. <laughs> you have just listened to another episode of the Desert Dirt Biker Podcast. Thank you for listening. Make sure you tune in next time. See you at the races.